in the state of North Carolina, and the head of that state, Governor Pat McCrory, who was a Republican, they probably thought it would go unnoticed when there was a new anti-LGBT law. But it was not just a one-day, 24-hour story that people would hear about, read about, see, blink, and forget. There was so much outrage, whether from companies like Deutsche Bank that would not provide over a 1,000 jobs by opening uh, a new uh, banking center there in that state, or Bruce Springsteen, who wasn't going to have his concert there, or PayPal that canceled its extension into that state. All of this not only would create jobs, but would what? Bring in revenue to the state of North Carolina which could negatively affect Governor Pat McCrory's chances for re-election. Polls today, by the, show, by the way, show that this decision, prior to his reaction to this today, already has. So what do you do when you do something or sign something into law that clearly is discriminatory, clearly is prejudicial, and clearly further demonizes the LGBT community in that state when you're losing money you don't want to lose your job in the votes, you then sign a new law, right? Right? You sign a new anti-LGBT measure into law, which would effectively overturn most of the state's local anti-discrimination ordinances. And, you know, he already knew the left was going to complain when when he did this. He thought the hullabaloo would fade, but it did not. So let's talk about specifically... PayPal, like I said, it canceled its decision to open an office in that state as a result of discrimination in this measure by Republicans in the state of North Carolina. Deutsche Bank scrapped plans to add hundreds of jobs in that state. Wake County reported economic development losses. And Rachel Maddow noted on her show last night, there was a porn website that went so far as to block visitors from computers in North Carolina. So, the governor decided it was time to take some action after signing a discriminatory measure already into law. Like, nobody's going to notice. What? Okay? And what he did, in my opinion, and many agree with me, did little to undo the damage that he and his fellow Republican legislative allies have already done. So what did he do yesterday? The governor of North Carolina, Governor Pat McCrory, attempted to actually walk back parts of that controversial law. Now, let me explain something. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, when you do this, it's a O-S-H blank blank moment. I got caught. Uh Uh-oh, maybe shouldn't have done that. Can't sign something on a Monday and unsign on a Tuesday, so what do you do? You take action. You have a knee-jerk reaction because people did notice, and oops, could cost you votes. Jobs in your state and money, which eventually will cost you votes. So he said, it's time to take some action. And the action did little to undo the damage that he and his allies, his legislative allies, Republicans in North Carolina already did. So yesterday, attempting to walk back parts of that controversial law that really clearly is seen, if you're looking through a clear lens, as discriminatory to people within the LGBT community. And I don't know how anybody else could spin this and look at it otherwise, quite frankly. Yet it reinforced a provision in the legislation that restricts transgender people from using the bathroom that aligns with their identification. We'll get to that, okay? 
So he said he's using an executive order to expand government equal employment policies to include sexual orientation and gender, and that he would ask legislators to reinstate the right to sue for discrimination in North Carolina. By the way, HB2 restricted that. That's the legislation he signed into law just last month. And that overturned many anti-discriminatory practices enforced by local governments in the state. Let me be clear. This is not just about who pees where. This is about if you are a business and somebody comes in who you think is a man dressed as a woman, a woman dressed as a man. Two men come in holding hands. Or two women arm in arm. Or quite frankly, anybody you fear might be part of the LGBT community. You don't have to hire them. You don't have to interview them. You don't have to provide housing. You don't have to bake that cake, provide that pizza. And the people in the LGBT community had no recourse because they could not sue. And right at this very moment, as I speak, at this moment, that stands. Because his executive order puts forth to the legislative body in North Carolina to make such a change. So what does this do? This basically says, oh, okay, in governmental positions in the state of North Carolina, if you work for the state, you know, equal opportunity, employment opportunity, uh, you know, the equal employment, you know, policies should extend to the LGBT community, also should extend to women, which, by the way, it doesn't currently, because you know, it doesn't extend to gender. But what about in the private sector? So it does nothing for the private sector, which employ more people in the state of North Carolina than the state, than the government jobs, than the public sector. Okay, one. Two, what if the legislative body, majority Republican in the state of North Carolina, decides that they don't want to allow those in the LGBT community, or even women, by the way, for that matter, to be able to sue based on discrimination? Well, then you've gained nothing. And what if, in fact, the legislative body says, okay, governor, we'll do what you ask. Well, then let me be clear. You can be discriminated against, but guess what? You can sue because somebody discriminated against you. That doesn't change the discrimination. It doesn't change the demonization. It doesn't change the prejudice. It doesn't make you a hero for signing into law something that made you a zero and you should be demonized for as Governor Pat McCrory. It's basically a bunch of crap. It doesn't do anything. Now, before I get into questions and take your answers and responses and feelings, and some of us may disagree on this at 8886-8886-537-543, this goes beyond peeing. This is not just about who goes to the bathroom where. Now, earlier today, I was, uh, and we posted it online, on two segments on uh, foxnews.com, the website, in addition to my television appearance on Fox News Channel. And in one of the segments, we discussed this. And one of the things that was brought up, however valid, was that male predators would use this opportunity to dress as women to go in the women's room to sexually assault women. Or little girls. I'm a woman. I have a little girl. I don't want that. But if we are really naive enough to think that the overwhelming majority of people that are going to go into a bathroom who are dressed as a woman are not either women, 
people desiring to be and are in the process of becoming a woman or have had surgery to change their gender so that they are a woman, we're beyond ignorant and naive. We're just completely stupid. Yes, there are predators. And let me explain something. They don't need a law to help them to be predators. Because of the, whether they dress as a woman, whether they go into a restroom or not, they will be predators. That is who they are and who they have chosen to be or who they are and, wh- and, and, and what they choose to do and to act on. They don't need a law. I'm sure there are many women that have been assaulted in a bathroom. I've gone into bathroom and seen men in there, certainly at nightclubs, certainly when they were drunk or drug-infused. There's a woman many of us are hearing about today, a mother of three in the Pacific Northwest who went online for an online dating, you know, got to know a guy, went out on a date, and they found her in the recycle bin cut in pieces where she had been dismembered after being raped and murdered in her bathtub by a guy she met online, and he was not wearing a dress. I do not understand. I really don't. I am a straight woman, okay? And I say this because I'm not part of the LGBT community. But I have a 7-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old son. And it's not the LGBT community that frighten me. They're not the boogeyman. In the state of North Carolina, they have a high unemployment rate. That should bother them. In the state of North Carolina, they have a high dropout rate. That should bother them. In the state of North Carolina, they have a high teen pregnancy rate. That should bother them. In the state of North Carolina, they certainly have a higher crime rate than they do LGBT population and certainly those in the LGBT community that want to use different bathrooms. I am more comfortable sending my daughter into a restroom with LGBT people able to use the restroom that they identify their gender with the most. Oh, by the way, there's also ISIS. And not to mention ISIS, there are some right-wing, wacko, white rednecks sitting in their trailer right now online figuring out how to kill all these people including our kids going into the bathroom i'm not afraid of the lgbt community i don't understand this fight now i know some of you might say well morality really morality what about that predator morality what about fatherlessness morality what about the level of domestic violence or rape in the state of north carolina Morality. Well, what about all those children in the state of North Carolina that need a family? Go adopt them. Do foster care. Seriously, I have never in my life seen seen such ass-backwards values and morals, and you say, Jesus is the reason. I really do. By the way, Jesus wore a dress, a robe, a toga-like thing, if you look at biblical clothing in that time. I don't think Jesus would really care, and not that I'm a spokesperson, who uses what bathroom. And by the way, if you're uncomfortable with people changing their gender, or if you're uncomfortable with who people sleep with, isn't that really their business? And if you trust in God, as you say, it's on our dollar bill, let him do the job and handle that. That's not yours to take care of. So it really bothers me. When I see tax dollars in a state or on a federal level wasted, time 
on a, a local state level or on a federal level wasted to demonize a percentage of the population that's not the majority, a percentage of the population that does not fill our jails, that is politically active, that are positive, law-abiding citizens and members of our society overwhelmingly if you look at the ratio per capita in that community. Don't you want somebody who's a law-abiding citizen, who takes care of their property, gets up, goes to work, does a good job, pays their taxes, gets involved, is putting more money into our local public school systems, etc. This is not a violent segment of our society. This is not a criminal element of our society. I just don't understand the constant demonization of these individuals. And now we're seriously trying to use fear again. Republicans love that four-letter word, fear, F-E-A-R, based on urinals and potties, if you will, and who goes where. When I'm, as a woman, in the stall, I don't know who you are, what you look like. I really don't care. I'm there to pee, all right? Let me ask you something. North Carolina Governor Pat McCrory's HB2 fix, as people are calling it, still restricts transgender people from using the bathroom that aligns with their identification, even if that means forcing transgender people with heavy beards to use women's rooms and putting people with feminine appearances in men's rooms. By the way, who will be victimized then? Will people buy this fake fix? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. You hear me in North Carolina online or on the radio stations that carry my show. Do you in North Carolina buy this fake fix? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, like me, you're not a transgendered person. I want you to be very honest with me. How would you feel if you were in your respective bathroom and a transgender individual dressed as the opposite sex uh, was going to the bathroom next to you? I want you to be honest. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to talk about this openly. By the way, this is what HB2 forces transgendered people to do in North Carolina. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Isn't allowing someone to go to the bathroom where they want to, be the person they want to be, and live the way they want to live, the essence of liberty? I mean, how can Republicans claim to love freedom so much but want to stop another American from living it freely? Not just another American, a, a small segment of our society. Okay? Uh, and why are the governor, McCrory, and others afraid of allowing transgender people to use the bathroom that aligns with their identification? Be honest. And like I said, this isn't just about bathrooms. This is about discrimination. Okay? Equal opportunity is not for those based on sexual orientation and gender. And with his proposal would only be for North Carolina state government workers. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Are millennials and younger generations far less discriminatory than older generations? 888-6-LESLIE. Or do you think we're going to begin to see such laws as HB2 start to become more or less prevalent in our government? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, according to a report from the Center for American Progress, and this is based publicly on available estimates of the economic impact or loss Um, of loss or at-risk business activities or events, okay? The North Carolina economy could potentially lose out on more than, and not that it's doing great already, $568 million in private sector economic activity, and that's just through the next two years. According to the report, the state already lost out on $86 million and stands to lose upwards of an additional $481 million due to canceled events, businesses leaving the area, tourism possibly declining if this HB2 is not repealed. 
is it really worth it, North Carolina? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. North Carolina police officers said they don't know how to enforce the new bathroom law. What if you have all males on the force in that area? What are you going to say? Hey, find a female officer so that we can send her into the bathroom. I mean, isn't this a problem? This is so ridiculous. 8886-LESLIE. And why do you think Bruce Springsteen and Brian Adams canceled their con- uh, concerts in North Carolina to protest HB2, HB2, 8886-LESLIE? One more. I heard this coming into the studio. Some people said Deutsche Bank, PayPal were hypocritical because they do business in countries like China, where there are great humanitarian abuses and very poor treatment of those who are LGBT. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back right after this. Leslie Marshall, welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio. Let's get to the uh, the calls. We're talking about North Carolina, people freaking out about LGBT people uh, choosing the restroom they use. They're specifically transsexual, transgender people, okay? I mean, lesbians are going to use the ladies' room and, you know, gay men are going to use the the men's room. Um, But it's more than this. It's discrimination against the segment of the population in that state. And now the governor's like, well, you know, if you work for the state of North Carolina, we, um, you know, want to extend that equal opportunity to women and to the LGBT community. But what about the private sector? And uh, what about the ability to sue for discrimination, which the LGBT community does not have, nor females, by the way, for being discriminated against in the state of North Carolina? Let's get to the calls. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is uh, the number. Uh, pick up the phone and join us. And let's start with Chris on Long Island, line three. Uh, Chris, I know that you uh, had tweeted about uh, the, the, the GOP and uh, that the GOP has always been of the mindset that they want less government and want to limit the government. So where, where do you yeah. think the government... So why does a Republican government want to, in a sense, overextend its reach into the potty? Hey, Leslie, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, absolutely. I had to tweet in when I saw something like that. You know, this whole thing is disgusting. That's really the only word that I can think of. You know, the GOP, their whole shtick is less government, smaller government, take the government out of our lives. Except if you want to have an abortion or get married to um, somebody of the same gender or, in this point now, use the bathroom. It's absolutely outrageous. Everybody uses the bathroom, and I just think it's so silly. I think what's really, really going here, uh, going on here in creating this you know, height of hypocrisy is that the GOP knows that they're doomed. 2016, another Democrat is going to take the White House, and I think they're trying to do as much as possible to put laws into place um, that will essentially stop progress from being made in a Democratic um, White House again, like what we saw with Obama. Instead of moving forward, um, Hillary, as I hope will win, and I know she will, will be forced to essentially backtrack on all of these things and, you know, take that fight up. This was already determined. We already know, you know, marriage equality was the law of the land. And now that they can't specifically pick on gay marriage, they're going after transgender people. You know what, Leslie? Not to get graphic, but when I go in the bathroom, I look down and I go. I don't care what the person next to me is doing. I don't care what they look like. And I'm not wondering. I just want to go to the bathroom, and I'm happy I didn't go in my pants, to be honest. <laughs> well, I, see, as a woman, I thought you guys were all in there uh, comparing penis length. but uh, <laughs> And I know you guys think we're doing something because women go to the bathroom together. Here are some stats. So I Talking think people, about us. 
Right, exactly. Uh, here are some stats that show exactly how many times trans people have attacked non-trans people in the bathrooms. Are you ready? You ready for this number? Now, remember, there are several states that include Arizona, Florida, Texas, Kentucky that are considering enacting the, quote, bathroom bills to restrict transgender people from using the bathroom because, of course, we're, we're terrified based on this number, the number of reported cases of trans people attacking another person or child in the bathrooms. You ready for the number? Yeah, absolutely. Give it to me. Zero. You know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Zero. But I do remember. By the way, I would think transgender people, transsexuals, have more to risk uh, by by, okay, by using that. either bathroom, quite frankly. Yeah, I agree. And I remember a few GOP, uh, you know, tap, tap, tap-ins in the bathroom, and uh, I didn't hear the GOP up in arms about that. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, Leslie, I did see a meme going around about the first African-American trans- transgender man um, on the cover of a bodybuilding magazine. And it said, imagine this person walking into a southern bathroom full of all white ladies. Think about it. <laughs> they really wouldn't like that bill then. Yeah, I don't think the ladies are at risk as much as that individual. That individual should choose. Let me tell you another thing. There are a couple of things. One, when I was in college, there was a club called Man Ray in Central Square. I grew up in Boston, went to Northeastern undergrad, Emerson graduate. And Central Square is in Cambridge. Uh, Cambridge is not Boston. It is part of the Commonwealth, but a lot of Bostonians consider it the same. People in Cambridge don't. Uh, This was a really cool club. And I kid you not, there were three bathrooms, male, female, and who cares? And I always went in the and I always went in the who cares bathroom. And there were guys dressed as women, uh, but there, uh, the reason I went in that bathroom is lines were the shortest. Okay, and nobody cared. Nobody got hurt. And this is you know this is back in the day. People are doing drugs. People are you know drinking. And when I've traveled to Europe, my husband and I were in a restaurant in Italy, and we went into the bathroom. And when we came out, we're, at, we're in the sink at the same area. So technically, I'm looking over at his feet. I've been to clubs in L.A. where I'm in a mirror and I'm putting mm. my hands in the sink and I can touch the hands of the man because the bathrooms are back to back. I mean, nowadays you go into a restroom, it'll say restroom. Men or women use it because yep. that's what we do in our homes. So, I mean, so many points with this issue. And yet it's crazy we're even discussing this in 2016. Thank you for your call and your great points and your tweets for following me there and for joining us on the radio today, Chris. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Connecticut with Brian next on line four, listening on TuneIn. Hey, Brian, I was just in Connecticut last week at Bryant University and Mohegan Sun. Love Connecticut. Grew up in Mass. Good neighboring state there. How are you? Hey, it's awesome. I work in Hartford, but I live in Naugatuck. One of the things I wanted to bring up to you, though, uh, real quick, was uh, it wasn't just the discrimination about that bill. They also stripped localities of the ability to raise the minimum wage. Ah, very true. Uh, so this is all, this seems to me all to be a bunch of do about nothing because they know they're not going to get away with it. With the, with the discrimination part of it, but they still have, you can't raise the minimum wage after it's all done. Those little line items that people forget, right? When they're, uh, yes. th- that are distraction. That's yeah, the, with that, may, maybe that's the meat, but the potatoes distracting from the plate. Um, okay, Brian, very good point. Anything else? That was it. All right, thanks, buddy. Have a good day. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's go to Vermont, where Timothy is, home of Bernie Sanders and Ben and Jerry's great state. Uh, line four, Timothy, being a New England gal, all of these states are sort of like, you know, my, my, my relatives. Uh, Timothy, thank you for joining us there on line four. Also listening on TuneIn, good afternoon. Yes, hello, Wesley. Um, 
Yeah, speaking of Burlington, I remember I used to work in a bar called Hunt's, and I remember when uh, Ben used to deliver the ice cream himself. Wow. Uh, yeah, Oreo Mint. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I digress. Uh, all I have to say is, is that when it comes to uh, the endangerment of children or what have you, most of your perps are straight men or straight people. Uh, uh, me, personally, and I'll let you extrapolate, I think of the Catholic Church. I mean, a goddamn priest scares me more than any LGBT. Ah. Ah, you know, it's interesting that you brought that up because, you know, one of the things I thought of as a mom, and this is very honest, Timothy, uh, when I go to a place, let me just pick Target. Okay, we all know I go to Target, Chez Target, as we like to call it. Um, When I go to Target, uh, my my son doesn't want to use the ladies room. He's eight with my daughter and I, because once when we went in, he saw a girl from an older grade in school and was humiliated. So at Target, it's not, not everywhere, but at Target, he must go to the boys room. I stand in the doorway and I yell, hi, honey, I'm right here. You okay? You almost done. I embarrass him. Nobody is going to molest my child because I am standing there and whether I can see them or not, they can hear me and feel my presence. But who is right now, right now, who is in that bathroom are men who are the same gender as my son. Indeed. And statistically, there are thousands, unfortunately, of children that have been molested, whether boy or girl, more boy, by the way, in bathrooms throughout this nation by people that dress the same as them, have the same equipment as them, are the same gender as them. And nobody seems to be up in arms about the predators going in and using their own bathroom. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's, you know, it's not a, it's more about a power control thing. You know? Oh, come on. This is just afraid of gay people and people who, you know, and men who dress like women and women who dress like men. Well, please, please. this is what yeah. it's about. When you talk about North Carolina, uh, it, certainly. I mean, that. I, I tell you what, uh, and Bill Maher uh, recently adopted this attitude. But actually, the first one who ever brought it up uh, that, that, that brought it to my mind, and I'm, ta- I'm, I'm digressing a bit about the South in general, and I agree, and Randy Rhodes is the one who really got this going. And, uh, you know, I may be wrong. I may be going over the, the cliff a little bit on this one. But you know what? It wouldn't bother me one darn bit if the South seceded from the North. Not one well, I certainly hope it doesn't. I, I think we, you know, stand a better chance uh, in the world uh, as an economy and as a nation uniting and, uh, you know, maybe educating people, uh, you know, in certain states that may be south of the border, like North Carolina, as to how you live in a civilized society in 2016. Thank you for the call, Timothy. Let's go to Helen in Ithaca, Line 3, listening on WNYY 1470 AM. Helen, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon, Leslie. I have a, I have a bathroom story. <laughs> okay. All right, this happened when I was like in third grade. Um, me and a, a classmate of mine, we were in a movie theater. And at that time, this old-fashioned theater had actually like double features, you know. So we were in between movies, so we go go to the bathroom. And my parents didn't have to come watch us. They just let us go to the bathroom, you know. And uh, so we go in. There was someone in one of the stalls in heels, you know. So we go in and we do our little, you know, bathroom 
peepee stuff. And when we come out, this person's outside and uh, at one of the sinks and is putting, you know, touching up um, their makeup, you know. And so I go to the sink next to this person and I'm washing my hands. And my girlfriend was in the sink next to mine, and I'm looking up. Also, I was infatuated with makeup because my parents wouldn't let me wear makeup, and I like right, makeup. Right. But I'm looking, and I'm like, this is a man. I could tell it was a man, you know. And so I'm, like, looking up, and, you know, he had a nice foundation, mascara, uh, eyeliner, you know, whatever, the whole deal, you know. And he's a real plain lipstick. And he saw me looking at him, and he just turned down at me, and he smiled at me really nice. And, and I smiled back, you know. And, uh, and then we left the bathroom, and then when I went outside, my girlfriend said, that was a man. And I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> and it, it, so it was like no big deal. We didn't feel afraid for a second, you know. He was just like, he's just doing but it was in kind of a revelation for me because I didn't understand that stuff at that age. But I was not afraid, you know, and that person was not, that person was very friendly. He gave me a very nice smile, and he just kept putting on his makeup, you know. So, Yeah, so, so you know, yeah, so you weren't, uh, yeah, you weren't, no. like, thrown to the floor. And, you know, you know do, do you think, Helen, that this ties into the very negative stereotype and misconception that predators, pedophiles specifically, are gay, when that, that, is, not, that is not true. Yeah, um, there was an analogy somebody was making the other day about talking about people like, you know, bathrooms just for colored people and stuff and how it's the same thing. And I'm like, the people who think that this is really wrong, they don't get that analogy because they think you don't, or at least they're now enlightened enough to know that you don't have a choice of your color or your ethnicity, but they think that um, being gay or trans, they think that that is a choice. And I'm heterosexual, but the more, the longer I live and the more gay friends I have, I, I think it's not a choice, you know? So just let them be, you know, like, just, you know, so they're very excellent people. They do all kinds of work for the common good. And, you know, so the, the, all these three states that are that had this crazy law is, like, it's sad, you know. Okay, thank you, Helen. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. If you're holding, hang tight. Keep in mind, if you're not, well, when we finish with a call like we just did with Helen and some others, there's a line available for you. Pick up the phone and join us. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Back after this. We are back. Let's continue with the calls here. And we go to, on line three, listening on Progressive Voices, Dan in California. Dan, good afternoon. Hello, uh, this is Dan. Hi, Dan. I, I couldn't. I couldn't hear what you were saying. That's why I said that. Um, I'm out of my power walk, so forgive the heavy breathing. Um, <laughs> something occurred to me. Just that, don't follow me into the bathroom, Dan. Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> something occurred to me that I think totally goes toward invalidating any argument in favor of that horrendous law. And it's uh, that uh, bathrooms are pretty private once you get in there. You don't address in front of everybody, especially women's rooms. And then, of course, you got to stand at the urinal. But they're very private anyway. And why that would be a place that would attract attract people to see, you know, naked girls or whatever is uh, just another crazy idea. 
A very crazy idea. I, I mean, look, if somebody's going, you know, hey, look, nothing is stopped even before this legislation of predator dressing as a woman and going into a woman's room. I mean, there's not like there's a monitor at the door checking IDs, you know? No, it's a very yeah. good point that you make. Continue your power work, walk and making the rest of us feel guilty you haven't worked out today, including myself. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Uh, let's go to Denise in Albuquerque listening on KABQ Line 4. Denise. Hi, Leslie. Um, the discussions made me uh, think about back during the pre-scandal. I work in a um, Catholic hospital. I'm a nurse. And the discussion, you know, was very open, but a lot of the uh, older folks were going, oh, if they would have just let the priest marry, and why do they let homosexuals into the priesthood? And I'm going, they're pedophiles. They're totally different. If they were married, they'd still be pedophiles. And it, you just could not get them to separate the perversion from the, the differences in people. Well, yeah. I mean, quite frankly, if we put as much effort into trying to prevent children from being molested by pedophiles, and like somebody mentioned earlier, God, it happens in churches. It doesn't you know, happen in bathrooms necessarily. Um, you know, may, maybe does it happen in a bathroom? Yes. Uh, but it's not by, you know, a member of the uh, transgender or transsexual community. Um, there just have not been any um, attacks of individuals in the uh, women's restroom or the male restroom for that matter, the men's restroom for that matter. And, and, th- and those are the facts. Again, time, money, energy and effort. If people are concerned with morality and values, I think we'd all agree that harm to a child is immoral. I don't care who you are. And I don't care how you dress. Uh, Thank you for the call, Denise. Let's go to Michael on the Bronx line one. Michael, thank you for listening. Good afternoon. Hello, Leslie. And, you know, there's one question that you asked some time ago regarding Bruce Springsteen and Brian Adams as to why they boycotted North Carolina. And it's had to do with something that these Republicans will never, ever seem to grasp, let alone comply with. And they never have in their hearts. And that is L O B E love. The thing is that, thank you. The thing is that they know the people that come to see and hear their music are fans of various races, all races, all genders, regardless of sexual orientation. The thing is, they know those people come to see, Bruce's fans know that they come to see him perform. Brian Adams knows that his fans come to see him perform, regardless of sexual orientation. Quite quite frankly, Bruce Springsteen and Brian Adams don't know because they don't spend the money to do a demographic breakdown of the politics of their their fans. So I think that Brian Adams and Bruce Springsteen – you know, weren't just caring about the LGBT fans they have. I'm sure more fans are not LGBT, and they don't know the politics. I think they were clearly standing this. up for what they believe. But look at, but look at it this way: had they still been um, holding their concerts there, and there's always discrimination against LGBT, it's the same reason Stevie Wonder decided to boycott. No, no, space no, no Mike, exa- the- exactly, exactly, exactly. I, I appreciate your call and your comment. I think it's common sense, which is, you know, Bruce Springsteen is saying. I think this is wrong. Therefore, I'm sorry, folks in North Carolina, but I can't bring money into your state with this mindset and these actions. Let's go to Reggie in Georgia Line 2, listening on Progressive Voices. Reggie, good afternoon. Happy hump day to you, Leslie. Yeah, what are these 
Well, what are these right wing, radical right wing conservative Republicans, whether it be politicians or radio and TV talk show hosts, think that's what that's going to happen to them when they go use the bathroom with a transgender or a transsexual person? You think they're going to attack them and try to rape them or their kids? By the by, the way, some of the some of the transgender, uh, transsexual people I have seen, uh, I yeah. mean uh, nowadays, they wouldn't know. No, of course not. I mean, we have great technology in medicine. Yes. Uh, and in uh, drugs, and when I say drugs, I mean like hormones, incredible strides have been made. And uh, you could line a group of very hot-looking women up, and, you know, three of them might have formerly been a man. Remember the Bond girl? Uh, you know, Tula the transvestite, they used to call her. I interviewed her. I saw her breast. I saw her vagina. And the surgeon made her better than God made me, I assure you. I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a wonderful afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow on Thursday. Thank you to Mark and to Andrew, my great crew. Thank you to all of you who listen and support the show. We really appreciate it. We truly do. Have a wonderful afternoon and evening.